newscast. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And it's Trey Ware. My good brother, Sean Rima, is off this week. He's on Christmas vacation this week, and I'll be off uh, for Christmas vacation next week. And that's how uh, we work things around here. Anyway, uh, I'd love for you to be part of the show with me at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I'm going to talk about growing the size of local government here in just a minute because there's a commission of 15 downtown insiders that are going to look at growing the size and the scope of local government. Government, which, of course, means you got to pay more because, yeah, governments are money-eating monsters, and we'll talk about that here in the next couple of minutes. And the new law that the governor signed yesterday that makes it a crime in the state of Texas to come into Texas illegally. Isn't that amazing? When you consider it's already a federal crime to come across our borders... Uh, now we have to, because the federales will not uh, enforce that, we have to do it on a state-by-state basis. And, of course, the ACLU and the other left-wing groups, you know, Raraza and the others. Oh, this is, this is so racist. You just hate brown people. It has nothing to do with brown people. It has to do with we're a nation of laws, and our primero law, the first law, is we protect our borders. Or else you don't have a country, which is what they, on the left and the Democrats, have always been about. They don't want us to have a country. I'll explain. We'll talk more about that. Take your calls. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's start with Maria. Maria, you're on KTSA with Trey. Merry Christmas, Maria. The same to you. Merry Christmas, Trey. I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and to all. And I want to give you all a gift uh, to read First Samuel. Chapter 17. First, First Samuel, Samuel 17. Okay. Yes. I'll be sure not, I'll be sure to do that, uh, and I will do it before the show is over. And I appreciate you very much, Maria, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you very much for the call. I guess uh, she, she's talking about the reference in First Samuel, and I uh, actually preached a message on this at a local church uh, last year uh, about uh, David and Goliath and the Philistines and uh, so on. So thank you, Maria. I appreciate it very much. Okay, let's talk about the commission that has now been brought together in order to look at the city charter. And I'm not going to get too much in the weeds because this can really get to be boring in a hurry when you're looking at the city charter. But the city charter obviously decides how business is conducted when you're talking about city council, when you're talking about city manager, all forms of government. is uh, it's, it's the constitution of the city. Okay. And it can be amended and changed every couple of years, right? The last time, I'll give you an example, uh, was right after Cheryl Scully uh, was was uh, w- removed. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she quit okay. Uh, there was such pressure because she was anti-cop, she was anti-fire, she was making a ton of money and a bunch of bad decisions for, this, for the citizens of San Antonio. And uh, when uh, she was gone and they put Eric Walsh in there, who is just, you know, he's, he's a clone of her with a beard. He's her with a beard. Um, the citizens voted to put some guardrails in. And the guardrails were things concerning the amount of time that he could serve or any city manager and how much money they could make, right? It was tied to the median income of San Antonio. Well, they want to go back now, the people who are running San Antonio, and they want to destroy all those guardrails. They want to get rid of or change, amend all those guardrails such as term limits on city council members. Well, they're just too restrictive, two years. You can barely get anything done in two years, you know. So what they want to do is they want to expand the time that future city council members uh, have on the council to do more destruction, which is what was going on when term limits were put into effect here. Clearly, We had people that were becoming professional politicians in downtown San Antonio, and they had set up camp. Does the name Cisneros or Cockrell or any of those names, they mean anything to you? And those people had decided they were going to be professional politicians. They had other means of income, so they are going to be professional politicians, and they were going to do basically what we see happen in the House and the Senate in D.C. And the people of San Antonio said, oh, no way, baby, Uh uh-uh. And they put term limits in. 
Now, we can also go back to 1977 when we did the, the districts. At that time, city council members were voted in at large, right? But then we went to 10 districts and the mayor, 10 districts plus the mayor. And now what they are looking at doing, and this 15-person commission, which is all a bunch of insiders, they, they truly are, they're well-connected in downtown, what they're going to look at now and bring to you, the voters of San Antonio, complete and total uh, change to the city car- charter, <clears throat> which would extend the term limits, in other words, make those, make those terms longer for city council people, pay them more, pay city council more money, grow the size of city council because we can't get it done with 10 districts anymore. And I've heard everything from 15, 16, 17, all the way up to 20 districts being formed in San Antonio. Changing that structure that was put into place in 2018 around the city manager, where city manager going to make more money and have more time in his or her position. Basically, just boil it down. There's, there's some other stuff they're looking at doing with the city charter, but boil it down. If they just got those things done that I just mentioned right there, and those are their top priorities, by the way. They just got those things done. It would explode the size and scope of San Antonio government to a size we have never seen before. And since all governments do is eat money, they're money-eating monsters. All governments are. That's all they know how to do. It's going to cost you more money. And you know what I always say about that. Your money is your freedom. You are free because you have property or money. And and communists and socialists, like this city council is, understands that. They know that it, the more money they can extract from people, the more dependent those people become on the political class. It's something that the Democrats and the liberals and, of course, Republicans have known for quite some time. That's why we have a uniparty in Washington, D.C., but let me just ask you, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, do you, do you believe that the city government should get larger? And any time city government is going to get larger, then city government needs more money to get larger. Let's just say they go with 20 districts. Now you've got double the number. It's a 100% increase in the number of city council people, and they want to pay them more money. So you're going to double the size of city council, and you're going to have to pay them more money. That right there is going to get into your hip pocket, however they decide to do it. Whether they do it through property taxes or they do it through sales taxes or they do it through your CPS energy bill, they, out of necessity, will have to go up on your taxes in order to fund a larger city government and to pay the city manager more money and to give the city manager a longer term so they can run more stash houses around here for illegal aliens coming into the United States so they can distribute these folks all over the country. Are you in favor of local government getting larger. I'll tell you right now, I am not. Now, San Antonio just might be a lost cause, and, and you can tell me at 210-599-5555 if all the conservatives have just abandoned San Antonio and gotten out of here. Are there any conservatives left in San Antonio, uh, or has it just been completely abdicated and turned over to the left-wing socialists of America? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. I mean, you know, nobody turns out to vote anymore, and that's why you end up with the Ron Nirenbergs of the world. These people that are very mediocre, and you're going to give them longer terms and pay them more money. These are mediocre people. These are not even the finest that we can produce in San Antonio to represent us. They're not. They're very, very lackluster human beings. And that's what the majority of politicians are anyway. Larger government, less money in your pocket. Are you for it? Let's go to line one. And Jason, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you, Jason. Merry Christmas. Hey, good. Hey, Merry Christmas, Trey. Good morning. Uh, no, San Antonio should not grow. San Antonio should not stay the same. The city government should get smaller. You said it. You hit the nail on the head. And look, this is Nuremberg's last grab to expand the liberalism throughout San Antonio. That's all he's right. doing, all right? In, in San Antonio does have a lot of conservatives, Trey. However, you have, once again, you are right. They just don't turn out to vote. they got to quit shrugging their shoulders. 
And then the last thing I want to say, I was thinking about it this morning before you even brought it up. You and Reinster were instrumental with Scully, not only removing Scully, but getting the city back online where the city uh, manager was was not a king anymore. So, you, you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing because it makes an impact. Thank you, Jason, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. I always uh, appreciate hearing from you. 210-599-5555. This commission is going to meet a few times. If you ask me, because they are all, you know, insiders in the city, it's already done deal, okay? It's our, the cake has done been baked. They just have not been, they haven't brought it to the counter to present it to you yet, but that cake has been baked. But they are going to do these things. They are going to increase the size and scope of government. And listen, I'm one of these people that thinks all government needs to get smaller and the tax bill needs to shrink by at least half. By at least half. That there are way too many people, again, that are mediocre people that can't make it in the private world. They can't. That's why they get into politics in the first place. Because they can't make it in the private world in private industry, or else they would. <laughs> if they could, they would. So they do the next best thing, the the only thing that they probably know how to do, and that's to get into politics and to steal more money from the taxpayers of San Antonio. So let me just pick up on this real quick, 210-599-5555. And, and, and is Jason right? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. Jason says there are plenty of conservatives left in San Antonio. Are there? Because the last number of election cycles prove that's not true. You tell me. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. The price of everything has gone up. Everyone is cutting. From everyone at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 723 Trey Ware here on KTSA at 210-599-5555. We're talking about the... Uh, well, the chance that the city charter is going to be amended in next year's presidential election, November of next year, right? And I'm just wondering if you're awake yet to what these folks are doing. Do you believe that we need a larger city council? Do we need more than 10 and a mayor making a lot of money? Do we need to create a special political class to rule over San Antonio. Now I say, I say absolutely no. <laughs> I say the other, you go the other direction. You need to shrink the size of local government and all government. You need to shrink the size of the tax bill. And I'll tell you something else. Instead of giving really mediocre people longer terms, we need to give them shorter term limits and we need, <laughs> we need to lower the bar for recall. And this city manager, who is a clone of Cheryl Scully, Cheryl Scully with a beard, is one of the prime examples. Why? They're running stash houses here, right? Bringing illegal aliens through San Antonio, buying them plane tickets, putting them on planes, flying them all over the country as a permanent voter base for Democrats all over the country and, of course, to destabilize the country which is exactly what's going on. These socialists are doing this. But what what was his answer when called out by me on this station last week? What was his answer? Well, I don't care. We're going to continue to facilitate their onward travel. We don't care. Now, how's that for being a government that is responsive to the citizens? See, that's what happens. When you put them in power for a long time and you pay them a lot of money, they blow you off. They don't pay any attention to you. And they'll do whatever the hell they want to do. Let's go to Mark. Mark, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Merry Christmas. Um, I actually kind of like the idea. I'm, I would be open to the idea of expanding city council, but it has to come with, uh, I think, the idea of restricting terms and service, especially for not only the council members, but also for all their bureaucracies, because that really is the core of it, is that you can avoid uh you can avoid having a elite political class when you limit the amount of time that not only the member serves but that the uh that the bureaucracy that supports them serve that they can't that they can't just be continuously involved and that 
because I think I think the idea of more representation I think is a good idea, and I would be I would be open to it. But the problem is they're adding all the caveats of pay. And they don't want they don't want they don't want to limit stuff because I, I don't know if I know I know you're old enough, but we used to actually have a probably one of the best uh, municipal governments in the in the world in San Antonio when we had actually a city council that uh was not professionals uh they weren't they weren't paid so anything to incre- i'm all for increasing participation but not developing any professional political right. class cuz that's Very at good. the thank heart you, Mark. Of, that that's at the heart of our problem Okay, thank you. I appreciate your call. A Merry Christmas to you. Uh, call me. Call me back again this week. I love hearing from you, Mark. Uh, look, uh, you know how it works, though. They'll they'll add, you know, uh, five or ten more city council members, and they all got to have staff, and that's that professional class that comes in that never changes, right? That's the problem. It's that eighty percent that's below the waterline that you do not see that are actually running municipal government. So when I say increase their power over your everyday life and restrict your freedoms, that's what I'm talking about. Because every one of them will have staff and more bureaucracy and more rules, and it's going to cost you more money. And I think you pay enough already. Let's go to Rain. Rain, you're on KTSa with Trey. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Trey. Um... I think local government needs to be so small that I can drown it in the San Antonio River. Um, I think government serves the citizens, and they should fear the citizenry, but they don't. They look at each and every one of you out there that's listening today and the ones that aren't as cash cows. Eric Walsh looks as, at you as a cash cow if he cannot use you in some form or function to an end. Um, he, he's guilty of human trafficking, and he is extremely power-hungry. Conservatives are moving out of San Antonio. I am preparing to sell my house so that we can move out of San Antonio because I've had enough of it. I just don't understand how people can continue to vote like this to their detriment. They complain that they don't have money. They complain that they don't they don't have anything to 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 live and that their that their their um, lifestyle is going down down down. But they keep voting for this type of bureaucracy. You know, they keep voting for their detriment. Yeah. They need to get right. their heads out of their butts and take their power back. Rain, i got to let you go, but thank you very much. I appreciate those comments. Look, city government, municipal government, two functions. Make the roads work. Fix the potholes. Make the roads work. And public safety. Public safety is number one. Fire, police, etc. So they're failing miserable at the two functions they are supposed to carry out. And they want to get larger to do more of this socialism, communism crap? No, I don't think so. 210-599-5555. Surface, surface is your sole porcelain showroom in the entire state of Texas. SurfaceSA.com. SurfaceSA.com. And they're uh, on the north side, northeast side of San Antonio. I want you to go by and see their beautiful showroom of porcelain. Yeah, the future of stone is porcelain. If you're talking about new countertops or new island top or new wall they they can put porcelain on anything and porcelain is so tough you're not going to hurt this stuff so you're one and done when you install porcelain forget about it it's it's over with so all those granite countertops they were great for their time but the new stuff the future of stone is porcelain and surface essays got it all for you it looks great easy to maintain and it's tough i want you to see it for 2024 at surface essay.com the future of stone is porcelain the future is now surface essay.com america's diamond has never sold lab-grown diamonds Jimmy, you're doing a great job with all this music, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You and Don both. Elaine is off today. Sean's off today. He'll be back next week. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Taking your calls and your comments at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Love hearing from you, especially this time of year at Christmas time. So Merry Christmas to you and those that you love as well. Um, I, I just want to clean up a couple of things from last half hour, and you, you can comment on any of this you want to talk about. We've been talking about the changes to the city charter that are being met, and i, I got to tell you, I, I think it's already a done deal. These are insiders that are on this panel. Uh, they know what the mayor wants. 
<laughs> they know what the political class wants, and more importantly, they know what the big money in San Antonio wants, right? And the big money wants to wants to have people on city council that are mediocre people so they can be controlled, right? And the big money in San Antonio wants them there for a longer period of time so that when they get them elected with their big money deals, they're able to have them do their bidding on city council for a longer period of time. That's it. That's the way it used to be in San Antonio. And I'm a lifer, guys, 60 years in this town, and I've seen it all, and I've seen how they work. And the big money folks, they get with the, with these mediocre people and put them in positions of power, and then they do their bidding, which is what you see happening right now with the human trafficking that's running through San Antonio every single day, and the city is complicit. The city is helping that by having these places where they store these fo- these stash houses until they get them a plane ticket to fly them all over. That's big money, and that's big Democrats that are demanding out of their lackeys in downtown, you will do this. And by the way, they do it without an argument because they want to boot, you know, be bootlickers so that they end up in D.C. or something someday like the very mediocre Julian Castro did. Okay? That's exactly what this is all about. And I'm receiving texts, and I see Bill and Daniel on the line. I'm going to come to your call in just a couple seconds. I have two lines open. But let me go through a couple of these texts on this. Number one uh, says, uh, I've met so many people. This is Rodney. I've met so many people in uh, Bernie Farrokes area that have moved uh, out of San Frantonio because of left-wing policies and general cronyism. That's absolutely right. I've seen the same thing happen. Daniel says, no, he doesn't want the size and scope of city government to increase. He doesn't want any changes to the term limits. And he certainly doesn't think that you ought to be giving up your money to fund this. Remember, city government, fix the roads and do safety. Public safety and fix the roads. And this city government is doing neither. They're trafficking humans through San Antonio. They're doing all these other things that they want to get done for their liberal left-wing agenda. And they don't really care about the roads or whether or not you're safe. Because neither of those are positive, right? Neither of those are positive in our experience right now. Eileen says, uh, I also noticed some people who ran for governor or mayor are running for different positions today. Uh, JW says at least 50% plus one registered voters vote. All things on the ballot are rejected. Not voting is a no vote. A majority is not under 10%. Well, that's right. Brandon says, good morning. They are looking for ways to spend the increased revenue from the CPS rate increase by expanding the city council. That's right. Let's see. Merry Christmas to all KTSA staff who makes it possible for truth to provide. This is from normal. Less government in San Antonio and up. Term limits starting in San Antonio and up. No more money from we the people. And that's from Norma. And thank you for all. Look, I'll give you a, a real quick example, and then I'm coming to your calls. Real quick example. What did CPS do when they got that rate increase last week? What did I tell you they did? First of all, I was telling you that was not a rate increase. That was a tax increase because the city runs your tax increases through the utilities like CPS. That was a tax increase on the citizens of San Antonio. That's all that was. You know that. I know that. We all know that. They know that. And they don't care that we know that. (laughs) What'd they do? Well, it's $85 million a year that they took out of your pocket, which means you have $85 million less dollars to control your own destiny and your own freedom because the city government took $85 million out of your pocket last week, collectively, of course. And they turned around and built themselves a nice little pavilion to have their brown bag lunches and their little get-togethers out there off Perrin Vital. They don't care what you think. And you want to give them more power and longer period of time to do things like that? You want to give them more of your money to do things like that? If you believe in that, you're nuts. <laughs> I mean, I say that affectionately to you, but you're nuts if you believe that. 210-599-5555. All right, Jimmy, let's go to the phones. Let's start with Bill. Bill, you're on KTSA with Trey. Merry Christmas to you. Good morning, Trey. Merry Christmas to you. I tell you what, one thing that needs to change is this county council needs to be changed to a county council so that we people, us conservatives that live out in the county, can have a vote. And because if they're going to stick their hands in my pocket with their school taxes that I don't even get nothing out of, 
I should at least have a right to have a, a say in, in the elections, but they stick, you know, they you know, oh, no, you live outside the city limits, so you can't vote. Well, that's a bunch of crap. They're, it's just taxation without representation. They, if, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of conservatives like me living out in the county, and if they'd open it up, you can see a lot more conservatives voting. One million percent true, Bill. I've been pushing that for a long time. Thank you for your call. Merry Christmas to you and yours. I've been pushing that for a long time. Consolidate city, county, government. Now, nobody will listen to me on that. They won't even talk about that because they have their own little fiefdoms, and they can do what they did to you last week. A lot of people paying taxes through CPS that live outside of San Antonio, and they didn't get a vote. They didn't get That was taxation without representation now they get away with it because it's not called taxation it's called a rate increase but it's taxation and it's taxation without representation and you have to pay the increased rates for cps whether you live in san antonio or not you have to uh, you have to pay those increased taxes that they passed on you last week so they could build their little old pavilion to have their brown bag lunches how sweet it is right that's exactly right. You've got to consolidate city and county government so that those who do not live in San Antonio proper can still have a voice in the way their lives are run. Daniel, you're on KTSA with Trey. Merry Christmas to you, Daniel. Good morning, Trey. I'm jumping back on. I got off and got back on. I, I echo what the gentleman just said. It's one of the things I would say is that the, us uh, in the county, we can't vote, and I have property in the county. But I, ha- in order for me to build on my property, now I have to go get city approval to do it. But I can't vote on everything, and it's just a disgrace that we have to do this at a county government at large. It would be an awesome idea, and I wish we could do that. And just a side note before I let you go, Trey: majority of the subdivisions that are being built right now are natural gas on all major appliances. Why are they putting natural gas in when they want us to get rid of natural gas? Have a great day, Trey. You too, Daniel. Thank you very much. And natural gas is the way to go, by the way. It's far, far cheaper. In normal circumstances, when Joe Biden is not the president, natural gas is far cheaper. It's better burning. It does a better job. It's much more efficient than electricity. And I go for it. I I think natural gas is the way to go. But you're absolutely right. They're trying to restrict it. They're trying to take it away from us. And we need to stop that as well. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. So let me ask you a question. What are you driving? Whatever it is, it costs you a pretty penny. You might be making payments on it right now. Or you paid cash for it. I don't know if you've seen the prices of vehicles today, but good luck trying to get a decent truck for under 60 k Good luck. Now, that, you know, you can find some deals, but good luck. It's just gone absolutely crazy when it comes to the price of vehicles. And we're going to be hanging on to them much longer because we're paying so much more for them, right? That's why I want you to know about BG products. BG, because you're making a big investment when you buy a vehicle, and you expect it to last for a long time. We're not going to be trading these things out every couple of years because they've become so much more expensive. And so right now you want to do everything you can to protect whatever you drive, whether you got a, a diesel, whether you got a gas-powered, whether it's a little old hybrid or it's a big old SUV. It doesn't matter. Whatever you drive, BG gives you that added protection that you don't have with normal oils. And I know what I'm talking about here. been around race cars and, you know, all that stuff all my life. And I can tell you that BG is the best thing you can do as an insurance policy to help protect your vehicle. Now, I can't sit here and tell you, you're never going to have a breakdown. You're never going to have a problem. That would be a lie, and I don't lie to you. <laughs> but I will tell you, if you want to do the best you can for protection for whatever you drive, this is the stuff. This is the real deal. You have it installed wherever you have your oil change. You just ask them to do the BG, as in boy, girl, BG products. They also have one that cleans the fuel system, helps restore your power and your fuel economy as well. If you want to know more about these outstanding products and everything else they've got, just log on to their website, bgfindashop.com. It's no secret that interest rates have risen dramatically. Seven fifty three at five fifty KTSA FM one oh seven one the Trayware page at KTSA dot com two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five Sean's off this week. So um the governor <laughs> the governor, Greg Abbott. 
at first, when the border thing hit, he drug his feet. And he wasn't all that popular with a lot of conservatives in the state of Texas, nor was he that popular with me, and I told him so. When he was on the air with me one time, I told him, you're dragging your feet. You're getting behind. You need to get out in front of this uh, this border situation. This was a couple of years ago, maybe even longer than that by now. And finally, he started to do some stuff, and since that time, he's done some good stuff. He sent some people out of here to call attention, and uh, by the way, in no way the number of people that he has bust out of here is it even close to what Joe Biden has trafficked. And by the way, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but Joe Biden has this thing that he's doing, and when I say Joe Biden, I mean this administration, right? Uh, it's called the parole doorway. Have you heard about this? Instead of only the people that actually come across our border and are encountered and then brought to San Antonio and put in the stash houses here and then flown out of San Antonio, also what they do is they go get them on airplanes that you're paying for wherever they are. They could be in Central or South America or wherever, and they're flying them into the country. So when you hear the, the mayor of Chicago, and I can't believe the governor of Texas is sending all these people. No, it's Joe Biden. It's this administration. It's the Biden administration. They are the ones that have overloaded New York and Chicago and Los Angeles and on and on it goes with the people. And, and by the way, Javier has not investigated them at all. <laughs> Ron DeSantis flies you know, a little airplane up to Martha's Vineyard to prove how racist these people are because they kicked them out in less than a day and he wants to go after and throw ron DeSantis in jail good luck when his own administration the people that he loves of the biden administration is doing far worse and no investigation launched against the biden administration he's a political hack as they all are so the governor signed a uh, piece of legislation yesterday that went through the legislative process was passed in the last legislative session and basically it allows peace officers in the state of texas to arrest those who broke into the country illegally oh my god how racist is that that's that's the job of the federal government the federal government is supposed to patrol the borders and do immigration and blah, 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 blah. all the same crap that we heard 12 years ago when the thing happened out in arizona and the supreme court a very different supreme court then said yes that's very racist and you can't do that here in this country but we have a very different supreme court now that's liable to find a whole lot different. So I hope that this case out of Texas with this new law, I hope it is adjudicated, and I hope it does go to this Supreme Court, and I hope that this Supreme Court will uh, overrule what the decision was over in Arizona, because there's nothing racist about this. This is about enforcing laws. This is about Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. This is about Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution, which I'm not going to do a, a schooling on the Constitution in the next half hour, but I am going to expound on it a little bit. It's about the Tenth Amendment. It is about safety. It is about security. It is about us having a country. Without a border, you don't have a country, folks. It's that simple. And these commies are all about destroying this country from the inside and so in the next half hour i'll tell you more about this law and then i want to take your calls at 210-599-5555 trey Ware, ktsa the ramsey reality check is brought to you by sean policy in america and and give the democrats a permanent voting base so i'm going to get into all that with you and the law that the governor signed yesterday and we'll talk about that at 210-599-5555 in just a few minutes got an email here trey i believe that you are the guy for san antonio you could run the city and accomplish what needs to happen and get the conservative voice out to the public although you're a bit too doom and gloom for me sometimes i see the purpose in it our current mayor is termed out, and now would be the perfect time to strike. Please consider it. You may just be the one to save San Antonio if you were to go in and stop all the shenanigans that are going on. And that's Christy, your uh, loyal supporter. Christy, thank you. I appreciate that. I made a decision many years ago after lots of prayer, lots of consideration, that I would not be going into politics in any shape, form, or fashion. I've had people approach me that have the means and the political connections and the money, because that's what it takes to put me into uh, positions of, of politics uh, in various places all the way up to, to D.C. 
and I have uh, made a decision throughout the years that I would not be pursuing any any type of political activity for any number of reasons, Uh, number one being that I think that what I get to do here every day is far more important or has more of an impact than many of the politicians and what they do. Um, and so I, I, I think by connecting the truth with you, and that's that's what I feel like, and you mentioned it there, I'm, I'm too do, do, doom and gloom at times. I'm guilty as charged on that. Uh, believe you me, I look for stuff to lighten the load when I'm doing the preparation for the show. And it's just so hard right now because there's so few things. I, our, our country, and, and you know this if you've listened to me for three minutes, is I believe it's under attack from the inside out. And I think these people are, are serious about fundamentally changing this country, as Barack said he was going to do. And this is his third term as president. You know I believe that as well. I've said that many times. And that they're all about it. And trying to find stuff. You know, I could talk about tamales today if you want to, because I'm, I'm, I'm eating tamales like crazy right now because it's that time of year. And I'm thinking about picking up some H-E-B tamales later on today. And I don't know anything about the H-E-B tamales because I get mine from a friend of mine picks them up over at Rubens. So, I mean, we can talk about stuff like that, but and, and that kind of lightens the load. But I have so little time with you every day that I want to maximize the truth-telling time. That's all I care about, is to make sure. I, I feel like this is a battle every day, that, man, we, we're up against some really dark and evil forces. We really, I mean, you think about it, and you think about the people that have instilled themselves in our media, in our education, and in our uh, politics, and they're dark and evil people. Well, of course, that's a broad brush. Not everybody is, but you understand what I'm saying. And they're all about fundamentally transforming this country and turning it into something that it was never intended to be. Nor do you really want it to be that. If they get us there to their dream of communism, and that's their dream, communism, global communism, run by people that you will have no influence on, no vote I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. That's the truth of where they are taking this country. And we'll talk about that in relation to the immigration issue here in the next couple of seconds. Uh, I just feel like, you know, I have very little time to try to get as much of the truth out as I possibly can. And that's what I focus on every day. And I don't mean for it to sound doom and gloom or, you know, the end of the world type stuff. I don't mean for it to sound that I'm trying to get the truth in your ears and in your brain to help motivate you so that you can make a change. And is that always popular? No, believe you me, if I read half the emails that I get that are that uh, want to do away with me <laughs> in any shape, form, or fashion, uh, people who want to stand in my way of being a truth teller and getting the truth between your ears, it's amazing. <laughs> the battle's real, and it takes a lot of prayer uh, to, to stay in the muck and continue to fight it out. But I'm going to stay, and I'm going to continue to fight it out right here. And, um, and, and, and that's my dedication. That's what that, that that's my passion, and in fact, Nancy tells me on the weekend, you need to turn that off because I I just I, I I make her breakfast every Saturday and Sunday morning. We have coffee time and breakfast together, and I just slip into doing this at the breakfast table, and she's like, um, "It's Sunday morning. Can you stop?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, <laughs> they're destroying my country." You know that kind of thing. Anyway. Um, the governor signed a uh, piece of legislation yesterday that specifically addresses the border problem. And what it does is it empowers peace officers throughout the state to arrest those who broke the law to get into our country. Now, to me, just the fact that we need the law is absurd. <laughs> just the fact that you have to have a law that says we're going to do the job of what this federal government is supposed to do is absurd. Do we have a right to do that? Absolutely we do. You betcha. First of all, I'll just stop all the Tenth Amendment. The Tenth, the tenth Amendment to the Constitution, which is very clear. The federal government only gets the power that we give them. So if we want to have the power to take care of the immigration issue here in the state of Texas, then, hey, federal government, kiss off, because we're going to do it. 
that's the first one. Second one is we can go into Article 1 and Section 10 and Article 4, Section 4. We could go into all that stuff that says the federal government is supposed to protect the states from an invasion. This is an invasion. There is no other way to look at this. And it's especially troubling when you consider the criminals, the gangbangers, the terrorists, and the young military age and strength of the men who are coming in here from places like China and all over the globe who are just walking across the southern border. And it ought to concern every single American, and I don't care what little stupid letter you put behind your name, whether it's an RDI. I don't care if you vote for a jackass or an elephant. I don't really care. (laughs) It ought to concern all of us. The fentanyl is killing our kids by the hundreds of thousands. That people are coming in here that are raping women, killing people. People are coming in here, busloads of them that are terrorists. And then, of course, those who are contributing nothing. Now, sure, there's people coming here and contributing and working. I am talking about the vast majority of what we see happening today. And the reason that it's being done is numerous. There's a lot of reasons for the commie crowd to do what they're doing. Number one is to destabilize our country. Number two is to lose our, erase our national identity so that we become one of many in the global universe of communism that's going to run the, the world. That's, that's one of the reasons. That they are doing this unfettered. Another reason, well, they want a permanent voting base for the Democrats, and they're getting it. Texas is bluer than it has ever been before. Good luck next year in the presidential election. No, I'm not saying that the presidential election in Texas next year is going to go to the Democrats, but it's going to be real close. It's going to be closer than most of us ever thought it would be and even want. I'm telling you. They are fundamentally transforming the voting base throughout the country by importing Democrat voters at the southern border. And then, of course, one of the other reasons is so that they can use this southern border in order to hold it over our heads for more money for their money laundering operation over in the Ukraine. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. And the Uniparty, I mean, imagine this. Mitch McConnell has picked some people, and Chuck Schumer has picked some people, and they're meeting in a room, and they are debating right now and negotiating how many people, how many illegal aliens they are going to allow in this country in order for you and me to send more money to the money laundering operation in Ukraine that's enriching people that you and I don't even know. That money being run through Ukraine is being sent all over the world, and it's enriching the politically connected, those connected with the vast war machine, those in the military-industrial complex, and so on and so forth. And they are using our safety, our security, and our southern border as their negotiating tool right now. i got a problem with that. I got a big problem with that. And obviously the governor of the state of Texas has a problem with it as well because he signed this law yesterday that gave peace officers here the opportunity to arrest people who come into the country illegally and they should. They should. If the federal government's not going to do it, well then the states should do this. And that by the way, <clears throat> I am not an official historian, but I am a huge student and lover of history, particularly the history of the founding of this country. And our country is supposed to be a loose confederation of states run almost independently of any influence out of Washington, D.C. That was the idea. The people who wrote the Constitution of the Bill of Rights, they came from a centralized government. They said, that's the last thing you guys want. You don't want a centralized government. You want a small government that has basically no influence on your day-to-day life. And man, are we a long way away from that these days, right? And so they use this against us as a tool against us. 
So I'm good with the governor of this state or any other state who wants to claim the Tenth Amendment, who wants to claim Article 4, Section 4, who wants to claim Article 1, Section 10, and say we're going to defend our own state against this onslaught, this invasion that is happening right now from the southern border. And that, by the way, should, should, if they really cared, include Democrat governors across the country as well. But they really don't care. They're part of the machine as well. 210-599-5555. So, ACLU and these other whack job groups, I guess the Raza, I don't know who else, they're, they're, they're talking about they're going to sue. And that's great. That, you know, let them sue because when this was, when this went through the courts in Arizona, Supreme Court voted against the Arizona law, but it was a different Supreme Court. We have a good Supreme Court now. We have a, a, so, a pretty solid Supreme Court right now, thanks to Donald Trump and his administration. And I think they'll find differently, unless I miss my guess. Because this clearly is constitutional. But you tell me what you think. Governor Abbott signed a bill making illegal alien entry from Mexico a state crime enforceable by state peace officers. 210-599-5555. Let me tell you about great doctor uh, Dr. Mark Haverkorn over at River City Oral Surgery, rivercityoms.com. That's rivercityoms.com online. Why go there? <laughs> There's a million and one reasons why. First of all, you don't need a referral. Second of all, everything is transparent and right on the website so you know exactly what you're going to pay. Third of all, you don't need insurance. They have structured their pricing over at River City Oral Surgery uh, to be affordable without insurance. And a lot of people, most people, in fact, paying right out of pocket, paying Dr. Habercorn for his services, and they are myriad. Anytime you need oral surgery of any kind or facial surgery of any kind, I want you to remember the name, River City Oral Surgery. That's River City Oral Surgery. Coming up on their five-year anniversary, so happy anniversary to our friends over at River City Oral Surgery. And from them, from, from their family to yours, very Merry Christmas from River City Oral Surgery. AccuWeather for New Year from all of us at News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And thank you, David. Appreciate that. He'll be on this afternoon here on KTSA, as will Jack Riccardi. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, J.D. Hayworth, the great congressman, former congressman. He calls himself a recovering congressman. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, from out in Arizona. And he's filling in for Sean this week on the 9 to 11 gig and doing a fantastic job. So make sure you listen to him at 9.05 uh, this morning. Um, I gotta talk to Catholics for just a second here, cause I, I, I really mean to learn from Catholics. Um, I'm not one. Um, I've been a Protestant my entire life, was raised a Methodist in the church right next door to KTSA on Eisenhower Road, uh, spent a lot of time in non-denominational, uh, churches as well, both, uh, as a congregant and behind the pulpit too. Uh, just like I'm a constitutional literist, I am also a biblical literist. I believe that God, through the Bible, the 66 books that are there, said what he meant to say, and he means what's in there, and uh, that has been canonized for us to pattern our life after. Does that mean we're perfect? Nope. We're all sinners. We all sin, and uh, none of us is perfect. And, and I stand at the at the front of that line. Everybody line up behind me because I, I am in no way perfect, and I I have my fair share of sins. But uh, yesterday, Pope Francis said it's okay to bless same-sex couples. And I'm just curious, f- from, a, from a Catholic point of view, since I'm not that familiar with the Catholic point of view, is that cool? In the evangelical or the Protestant side of things who looks at the Bible literally, as I do, that's something that's not permitted. That's an activity that is not permitted either in the Bible. It's it's not even ambiguous. It's not even debatable. It's clear in black and white in a number of scriptures in both Old and New Testament, for people who would say, well, that was Old Testament law in Leviticus. Oh, it's in Leviticus. It's in Deuteronomy. It's, in fact, in Genesis at the creation of man and woman. One man, one woman. But then it's also all over the New Testament as well. And Jesus talked about a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, woman, 
female. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm just curious from the uh, from the Catholic point of view, and here we are at Christmas time and the birth of Jesus and so on. With the Pope saying people seeking God's love and mercy shouldn't be subject to an exhaustive moral analysis to receive it. Is that okay? Is that something you're cool with to bless same-sex couples in a marriage or to bless their relationship? Have the official sanction of the Catholic Church behind same-sex couples? There was a time, and it wasn't that long ago. (laughs) It wasn't even 100 years ago. It wasn't even 50 years ago. It wasn't really even 10 years ago. But there once was a time when the Catholic Church and others stood against this based on biblical principles. So what's changed? The Bible didn't change. It still says the same thing that it always has. So if the Bible didn't change which means the truth didn't change for those of us who say the Bible is the truth, then what changed? Where where do we now say that the church is going to officially sanction or uh, bless, in their words, same-sex couples? 210-599-5555. And I don't, I, I'm not saying this as somebody who's trying to trap anybody into a conversation or yeah, but or whatever. I really want to learn from those of you who are Catholic. If you're good with this, number one, and number two, that second question, what, what has changed in the past 30 years? Have, have we had a, 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 rev- a revelation of some new truth that we didn't have before? Through the scripture? I'm just curious. 210-599-5555, Amogee Bank, and the great people at Amogee are all about being dedicated to families and working with families every day on the financial situation of your family. And whether that is something for your home in 2024, if you have been considering possibly a home improvement loan, Amogee, they can do that for you like nobody else can do. If you're looking for some vehicles, I'm talking about some products that they offer there, not just vehicles that you drive, but products they offer at Amogee Bank to help improve your family's financial position. Hey, they could do that for you at Amogee Bank as well. All with an eye of taking care of your family. I've been telling you for years now that Amogee is your family bank. And when it comes to businesses, family-run businesses, when you need help, when you need financing, when you need somebody who understands better than anybody family businesses, then you want Amogee on your team. AmogeeBank.com, AmogeeBank.com. That's Amogee Bank, Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. My name is John Clay Wolf. I'm the CEO of Give. Yeah. I'd like to fix this bag of tricks and hand them out with a fleeting greeting. Smile for the frowners. Oh, it's good stuff. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I want to go to the phones right now and, t- and talk with Sandra and Ramon, and I've got two lines open at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Trey Ware here, Sean's off this week, and uh, taking your calls. So uh, I started at the bottom of the hour talking about Pope Francis yesterday saying that priests can bless same-sex couples. And I'm just curious, what has changed? Has the truth changed? Because truth really doesn't change, right? So... Uh, what has changed that now this Pope says it's okay to bless same-sex couples? Because I was understood, and I'm not a Catholic, but I always understood that to be a big bozo. No, no. And why is it okay to do it now? I'm just curious. And I'm not trying to bait anybody into a debate. I'm just asking the question. I'm trying to learn. Let's go to Sandra. Hey, Sandra, you're on KTSA with Trey, and Merry Christmas, Sandra. Merry Christmas. Um, it's wrong in every sense of the word. There's no reason to do that i mean i'm not i mean you can live your life how you want to live but as a catholic and under the doctrine of the church that's going against every grain of salt in the church and i feel like this pope is just poison to our faith 
You know, again, I'm not a Catholic, but I've had so many uh, conservative Catholics who have said that to me, that this is a globalist, socialist pope, and so on, and I, I don't really know. Sandra, thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. And I'm, I'm one of these, since I'm an American, right, uh, a, a U.S. citizen, I believe that you can live your life however you want to according to our government so if you if you know if that's your thing according to the government the government has no room telling you what to do but as a christian and i am a protestant i'm an evangelical then i look at the bible as being literal truth and i don't the bible has not changed so scientific things can change right we can have new discoveries as far as science is concerned right that can change but if we as Christians say the Bible is, is our truth, well, it hasn't changed since it was canonized. Let's go to Ramon. Ramon, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you, sir, and Merry Christmas. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I got, well, a, thank uh, you. <laughs> I got a, uh, an old friend. He was a Jesuit priest in the Vatican for 27 years. Worked okay. for uh, under two or three popes, I don't remember. But he told me that uh, over 90 Close to 100% of priests and many, many nuns were homosexuals, and many of them, uh, probably a majority, are pedophiles. And there's a uh, thing that came out where the Pope said uh, pedophiles are God's people and we've got to leave them alone. Uh, I got the article. I, I think I sent it to uh, Rima. Okay. Uh, if I, I, I don't know anything about any of that. I'm just I, I, I kind of want to stick to the the topic if I can. Okay. Which is what? Why now? Is there a change in church doctrine that says it's okay now, as opposed to even 10 years ago, even just, you know, a, a handful of years ago, when this wouldn't even have been a consideration for, for a church to do, uh, much less the Catholic Church, which has been the standard bearer worldwide, certainly the largest church in terms of numbers worldwide now since its founding. And, uh, and and I'm just curious how Catholic. And I appreciate your call, Ramon. Merry Christmas to you. I'm just curious how Catholics feel about this change. Are you largely in support of the Pope now saying, "Yo, absolutely, you guys can bless same-sex uh, couples, uh, have at it," or are you opposed to this kind of change? And if so, why? You know, again, I, I keep going back to this: what has changed fundamentally in the faith? I'm not talking about cultural changes, because as a culture, certainly in Europe, they are far left, and we are becoming more and more socialists every single day in this country. So our culture has changed a lot. The standards and the truth and what we had instilled in this culture, we could always, always point to the Bible as our standard bearer of truth. There it is. The Bible says this. I may not, you know, I may not reach that standard every day. And in fact, I don't reach that standard every day. And that was the whole point of Jesus' birth, which we're going to celebrate on Monday, is the fact that I can't reach that standard. He's got me covered. But the truth is there in the Bible, and that's what I'm supposed to follow. And it hasn't changed. So what has? Hey, Alex, you're on KTSA with Trey. Merry Christmas, Alex. Merry Christmas, Trey. Well, I am Catholic, and I'm going to definitely have to sit down with my bishop and find out how this is supposed to go down, because I am a Bible-believing Catholic, and it specifically says that this is an abomination in the eyes of God, okay? I love the sinner, hate the sin, okay? Right. Um, it, it, it doesn't add up. You can't have it both ways. Okay. Um, yeah, this is this is not good for our faith of any faith, but especially the Catholic faith. This goes 180 degrees from what we're supposed to believe. So what you're telling me, Alex, is much like me. And I'm not again. I'm not Catholic, so I'm trying to learn, but. Uh, what you're trying to tell me is you, you uh, like me, look at the Bible as the standard of truth, right? And truth does not change. It's not like you can have your truth and I can have my truth and we all can have truth because that's not how truth works. Truth is the truth, and the truth does not change, right? So if that's, if that's the case, God's word that's right. Word. That's right, exactly. And, and, and so, where I'm torn here is because as a as a Catholic, of course, 
you know, the Pope is supposed to be God's representative on earth. Okay. Well, okay. this is, this is not God's word. Okay. It, you, you can color it any way you want to. This is not God's word coming from the Pope or anybody else. I don't where where then does he get the idea that it's okay to do it then if if, if you know and I, you and I believe and agree on so many things I've heard you on the show before you and I agree on so many things so how does he come across or how does he say well look it's now okay I mean I know culture has changed we've become far more liberal in the culture right uh, but again, the truth has not changed, and particularly on this issue. Hey, Alex, thank you. I appreciate the call as always, and Merry Christmas to you. Let's go to Josh. Josh, you're on KTSA with Trey. Merry Christmas to you, Josh. Thank you. Good morning, Trey. Merry Christmas. I think it has to do. Um, well, we acknowledge that it's a dysfunction. The church does, but they also acknowledge that divorce is a dysfunction, and it comes because we're human and and it never expect perfection. You know, in the ideal world, yes, uh, you don't do that. But because we're fallen, we divorce each other. And what happens when people <clears throat> fall in love with each other that are the same sex? Um, the, the Bible says no lust. You don't use each other, but you do love each other. And so the and, and a lot of times when people get married, uh, heterosexuals, it's never for, uh, rarely is it for the reason of, the greatest commandment to love God with all your heart, mind, and strength. It's always because I love her or I love him, but that's truly the, 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 month, the number one reason why we're supposed to be uh, marrying our spouse is to grow in our love for God, even more than the sure. other person. Sure. Let me, and, let me ask so, you a question though, Josh, so the, again, yeah. again, I, I just want to ask you, I, I want to interject something here and just ask a question because I, I truly am trying to understand this, right? Um, do we, and what you're telling me is, I, I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I think you're telling me is the standard needs to be lessened, altered, weakened, whatever word you want to use there, because we are sinners. And to me, I push back against that and I say, no, that's why the standard needs to be strengthened, because we are sinners, because we do have a proclivity towards sin. We lean that way. Right. And so we do need these rules that say this is inviolable. This is a rule that is not going to change. It's it's clear in Scripture. There is no argument yeah. about it being clear, right? And so instead of saying we're going to weaken Scripture because we're fallen humanity, that's when we need to say we need to depend more on Scripture. We we As another example, Josh, and then I'll let you talk, we wouldn't do this, you know, the Bible condemns drunkenness, just like it condemns homosexuality, it condemns drunkenness. We wouldn't do this and say, well, because, you know, we, a, we, we lean toward, you know, drunkenness, then we're going to take that, we're going to remove that and soften that mm -hmm. and begin to bless drunkenness or any of the other right. prohibitions that are clear in the Bible. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. So, so what, you, what, uh, what the church does, it goes back to Moses, when Jesus was saying, Moses, who speaks for God, allowed divorce, not because it was a good thing, but because uh, uh, people were divorcing. People were being human. But God said, Jesus said, but God made man and woman, and they, and they should never... Uh, divorce each other, but yet it was it was allowed because we're human, and and the, the and the truth of the matter is, if you're straight or you're gay, it doesn't really say who you are as a person. And so, what the church is trying to say is, if you are gay, grow in your love for God. And the question is, can you grow in your love for God in a gay relationship? Are they capable of growing in their love for God, supporting each other, helping each other love God more? than any person or material thing which is okay real quick planet. real quick and then and i gotta i gotta jump off here are, are are you then giving license to sin because we are fallen like divorce yes uh well i don't remove divorce from it for just a minute i'm talking about anything any standard that is set in scripture are you then saying you got a license to sin because we are fallen and god knows that we're fallen so let's go ahead and give license to it. I, I think, and I'll, I'll let you go, Josh, because I'm, I'm up against the, the time wall here, but I think that's that's really what's at issue here. Because if you're going to say this is okay, then you can't hold a standard for anything else. 
as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you know, either you have truth and standards or you don't, and you can't pick and choose, I wouldn't think, and in fact, I don't believe, you pick and choose which standard and which truth you back and you uphold and you you buy off on. No, we're not perfect, and I'm not perfect, and I'm not trying to stand up and, and look down on people at all on this issue. That's not what I'm doing. But... I do have some real concerns about the church, not just the Catholic church, but the evangelical Protestant church as well, going a little bit light on stuff when it comes to the truth. And we're going to end up with a bunch of holes in the Bible, and it's not going to make any sense. All right, quick break. I want to tell you about my friends at Lifestyles Unlimited, and that's FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Now, what do they do? They teach you how to invest in real estate, start making money investing in real estate right away. Yes, you can, no matter what your current state in life is, no matter how much money you have now, no matter what your situation is. Your friends over at Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to invest in real estate, identify the properties that are right for you, how to put the financing together, how to sell those properties, how to roll your profits into a brand new set of properties, and really start to build your wealth in real estate. If some of the prognostications are about the stock market for next year are real, and nobody can tell you whether it's true or not, Trust me, you want to be looking at real estate fast and hard as a way to protect yourself about what whatever's coming in the uncertainty of 2024. Real estate's a great place to do that, and your friends at FinancialFreedomLivestream.com are ready to teach you. Use my name as your promo code for great discounts. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. Hi, Trey Ware here. Your home is your sanctuary. And it's Warren Rima, KTSA. Sean's off this week, taking your calls all week. Um, I just want to say thanks to Jimmy. He's done a great job this morning, uh, Elaine and Don, uh, all of them bringing it every single day here on KTSA. And I really appreciate what they're doing. Can't wait to hear J.D. Hayworth, the recovering congressman, after 9 o'clock this morning on, on Sean's show. He wrote the book. He wrote the book on immigration. And I'm all in favor of what our governor has passed. Now, I know that the, you know, Democrat forces in the media are already out there talking about how, oh, well, we're, we're stretched too thin. We don't have enough sheriffs. The sheriffs don't have time to be running around trying to find out who's in the country illegally or illegally. This is the most dangerous time we've ever been at in this country. The most dangerous. Not only because of a wrecked economy by these commies who are running the country. But they have also wrecked the southern border, and we are in peril. We are a nation in peril, period, full stop. No, oh, Merry Christmas to you. makes you feel good to hear that, but it's, it's a fact. And, and, and in extreme times, extreme measures need to be taken. Right now, we don't have Border Patrol agents doing what Border Patrol agents do. We have them being paper-pushing processors to get as many people in this country as they can, send them to San Antonio, where our city is operating two stash houses, probably more, but two that we know of, to continue their onward travel. We will facilitate their onward travel. So, commerce is being stopped at the border. Agricultural products, food and beverages, automotive. Finished vehicles, consumer goods, all those trains that you see driving around here that are bringing those truck frames up to the manufacturing.